morning, everyone. How's everybody? Well, I see some, uh, some people decided to give this early service a try since you got an extra hour of sleep last night, so I'm glad you did that. And uh, we do need to make some room in that 11 o'clock service because uh, it's uh, been really, really filling up. We had to bring in extra chairs last week, and we just don't, really don't have room for a lot more extra chairs than we've got. So I'm uh, glad you're trying out the 930, and I hope, I hope it works for you real well, and you can uh, maybe, uh, at least some of you can uh, kind of just connect here with this uh, 930 service. All right, uh, Britt mentioned the 101 tonight, and listen, if you want to know something about 2911, tonight's night to come learn. You can ask questions as well. We'll share with you the story, how we got there, and all these kinds of things, but, but uh, it's kind of a little bit about what I'm going to talk to you about this morning. We're starting a new series, the I-Series, and so what is the I-Series? Well, you saw the, the, the sermons are going to be titled, um, I Belong, I Give, and I Care, and so uh, this series is about I, or you could say it this way, is that I am what this series is all about, okay? You could say, you can personally say, I am what this series is all about. But something interesting is, you know, growing up in school, all those years, I was taught by teachers, anytime that I'm going to write the word I about myself, anytime I write that, you know, not, not if I use the letter I in another word, uh, you know, in the middle of a word or anything like that, but if I use that letter I to mean myself, it's always the big I, right? But then I found out in life that the people who have the most impact in their world are not all about themselves. They're the little eyes that understand it's what they do for somebody else. It's when they begin to realize that it's not about me. I'm not what this is really all about. And so this series is about... About, it, it's about us, but it's about us becoming what we're supposed to be and putting ourselves in the place that we're supposed to be and not seeing ourselves as the end all to end all. And just say, it, just say it to you again this way, is it's not about you. You know, uh, when, when you were a sinner, when you were not in church, when you didn't know Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior, when you were on your way to hell, it was all about you. But once you came to know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, from that point on, it's not about us anymore. It's about somebody else who's still on their way to hell. And we have to keep it in that perspective. So this morning, let's look at I Belong. Let's pray. Father, I love you. Thank you, God, for uh, this, this moment. God, I've been looking forward to this, God. Uh, and I just pray, God, that you'd please help us today, God, with this message. I pray, God, you, God, you help me challenge everybody. Lord, don't let me go too far, I pray, God. God, because uh, you, you know, Lord, I, I, just, I just want it all I want it all right. I want it all fixed. I want it all wonderful. I want everybody doing the things that you've called them to do. And God, I know it's got to be in your time. So I pray, God, you help us. Help each one of us find that way, God, to get to that place where you've called us to do what we're supposed to do. In Jesus' name we pray. And everybody said, amen. Okay, now, I'm going to challenge you today. And, and I tell you, let's, go ahead, let's go ahead and let you know. I may offend somebody, some people today, okay? I mean, let me tell you who I'm going to offend. I'm probably going to offend lazy people, okay? I'm probably going to offend misers. If you're a miser and you, get, you, know, you like a get all you can and can all you get, I might offend you today. I'm probably going to offend those people who think it's all about them and always will always, always be about them. So I, I may offend some people because I, I, I've got some, I got some, I got some pretty serious things in my notes and we'll just have to see how, how God uh, leads me in that. But Let's, uh, let's talk about this word. Y'all know the word belong, okay? 
And I, I knew what the word belong meant, but when I, when I started looking at the, at the definition of belong, I realized, well, it's a lot deeper than that. And it became the, uh, it actually became the, the outline uh, for, for the first half of this message right here. And so I want us to I look at this together, and I'll just lay it all out for you, the I belong, okay? And uh, the definition of I belong, of belong, rather. The first one is to be suitable, appropriate. So here's the thing. Do you suit Church 2911? Well, let me tell you this. As pastor, you know, I, I, I'm kind of the, you know, I'm the leader here. So uh, let me just go ahead and take my authority and tell you, yeah, you suit us. We'd love to have you. We, we want you to, you know, especially if you're new, we want you to keep looking, checking us out, and, and you suit us. But here's the real question is, does 2911 suit you? And that's the question everyone has to answer. You have to answer, where is it? You know, what is it that suits me? Is, a, is Church 2911 what suits me and what kind of fits Okay, that kind of leads into the second definition there. It says to be in a proper situation, to be properly classified. Okay, have you ever, anybody ever been in the wrong place at the wrong time, especially in an embarrassing way? You know, it, you know what, and really anytime you're in the wrong place at the wrong time and somebody else knows it, it's embarrassing, isn't it? I mean, somebody knows that you're not where you're supposed to be. You know, you ever, you ever step into a room? I, I got a friend that, you know, he was running late to a funeral. He was a minister, and he's running late to a funeral, and, and it was raining, and, and so he was trying to find a door real quick, and, and as he was running from his car to the, to the, to the church, uh, one of the funeral directors pointed to the door, and so he ran to that door. He, he ran in the door, and he, he wasn't looking up yet, and he just started shaking off all the, the water off of his coat, you know, and, and he looked up, and he was standing like right here. He just came right in that side door, and he realized, man, I'm in the wrong place at the wrong time. It's embarrassing to be in the wrong place at the wrong time. So what, what we want you to do is we want you to get in the right place for the right time. And you've got some things in your life that you need God to do for you, well, then this is the right time. If you've got some, some, some uh, uh, dreams that, that, that God has been sharing with you that he's been dreaming about you, this is the right time. So now it's time to find the right place. And I say this to, you know, I might not have specifically said this to every person in this room, but I say this all the time to people when I'm talking about, you know, whether 2911 is right for you. We believe, you know, we believe everybody ought to love 2911. We, we, we think it's, the, you know, the greatest thing because, you know, this is, this is, you know, what God has led us to do. But if it's not where you're supposed to be, then go find that place. Because if you don't, if, if you're in the wrong place, and we've, we've said this many times before, if you're in the wrong place, you're eventually going to be miserable, and you're going to make all the rest of us miserable. So, so we don't want you here if this isn't the place where you belong. And, and, and I'll share it with you this way. Is there, there, are, there are three, and this is, this, you know, follow me here. There are three types of people at Church 2911. First of all, there are those who are healing. And if, if you've been healing, if, you, if you're here because... Maybe you've, you've lived a rough life or you've got some stuff in your, you know, in your past. You've got some things that you're dealing with and some stuff that you need fixed and you're healing for that. Or, or if you one time were in church but for some reason you got out of church and you got some baggage from that and you're healing because of that, then we're glad you're here. I want you to understand that. We're glad that you're here. I, I, love, to, I love to pastor a church that is a healing church. I love to see people, come, and, I, and I've, got some, I've got some great friends still that I could, I could give you their phone number and you could call them. I've got some great friends that could say that's, that's exactly what they, they got out of the ministry of churches that we've pastored in the past. And that's what we want to be. We want to be a place where people can be healed of all the stuff that's out there. You know, there's, there's physical healings that we need, and there's emotional healings that we need, and there are spiritual healings that we need. And so if, 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 you're, if you're here to be healed, then praise God that you're here. We're glad for that. 
But there's a second class of people, and those are the people at 2911 who are working. People who have found the place where they belong and said, this is the thing that I've got to do for God. And, and they decided that, that uh, this is the place they want to do it. You know, 2911 suits them. They suit 2911. They figured out that this is the place God wants them to be. And so now they've started moving into the place of ministry and actually doing some work. And we've got about 50 people really seriously working around here. Can I tell you something? That's not enough. That's not enough because we, we, we run about 190, 195 last, last Sunday. 50 people working is not enough because uh, one of the things, and I, I, I will say this tonight, but uh, I'll just go ahead and say it right now as it comes to my mind, is that we've repealed the 2080 rule. You know what the, most of the rules are, or the rule at most churches is? It's that 20% of the people do 80% of the work. And we've repealed that. We don't, we don't want that because that, that wears people out. That burns them out. That, that, that has a con- gives you a constant turnover. What we know is we know that everybody has something awesome to do for God. Turn to the person next to you and say, you have something awesome to do for God. Would you do that for me? You have something awesome to do for you. Now, you hear me? I didn't just say that you have something to do for God. You have something awesome to do for God. When Jesus was calling his disciples, he wasn't saying, hey, hey, come, let's see what Let's see what works out. No, he said, I'm going to make you fishers of men. I'm going to, I'm going to take the, these gifts that you've got to catch fish, and I'm going to turn them into a gift to catch men. I'm going to use you to impact the world. You're going to be the guys that after Now, he didn't sell this to them right then. But that's what he meant. He was saying, I'm going to use you. When I'm gone, you're going to be the ones who are going to take this into other cities, into other lands. God says, Jesus was saying, I'm going to use you to do something awesome for the kingdom of God. And you have some, I know some of you say, not me, not me. You don't think that you have anything, anything important to give. Maybe you've got too much baggage in your past. Maybe there's too much healing that needs to take place, you think. But can I remind you about the Apostle Paul? You remember his story? The Apostle Paul was going around and he was throwing Christians in jail and even bringing some, and, and, and we know he was at least party to some of them even being put to death. But when he came to know Jesus Christ, God turned all that around and used him to write half of the New Testament and plant all those churches that we read about in the New Testament. And if God can use the Apostle Paul, who was Saul and changed his name to Paul, if God can use him who was killing the Christians... If he can use him to now reach and, and disciple and build more Christians and, and plant churches, then he can reach us. Anybody here killed any Christians? You know, none of us. If he can use, a, if he can use a, a, a Christian persecutor, then he can use you as a Christian leader as well. That's what he did. And, and you have something awesome to do for God. Well, there's a third class of people also. And, and we, know that, we know that this here too. And the third class of people here at 2911, are those who are passing through. You see, because here, here's the thing. If you don't want to find your place to work, you ain't going to like it around here because we're going to beg you. We're going we're to push you. Our growth track is, gonna, is going to say you need to find where God has called you to work. I mean, if you just like the Sunday morning feel good, and everybody likes the Sunday morning feel good, and uh, most Sundays around here, man, it feels really good. If you just like the Sunday morning feel, you're not going to like it around here because, because you're going to get tired of hearing me talk about that awesome thing that God wants to do in your life. And you're going to end up passing through. And we know that. But let me tell you why this is. It's because you can't, you, know, you can't minister to 200 people with 50 people. 
I mean, that's what churches are trying to do. They're trying to do it even less than that. You cannot do that. And so we, know, we, we, we want to minister to the hurting. We want to minister to visitors. We want to minister to them. But what we also understand is that God has called it. Here, here's, what, here's what I'm saying about this. I, I know if we, we'll look at it backwards sometime and think like the pastor is just trying to talk us into, okay, pastor is just trying to talk us all into work. No, I'm trying to talk you into fulfilling what God has called you to be. He's given you an awesome future. He's forgiven you of your horrible past. And he's given you gifts and talents in your hands. And you're not going to be fulfilled. Listen to me. Some of you are miserable today because you've been to church after church after church after church. And you've never ever done the thing that God has fulfilled you to do. And if you continue to just, you just want to do the Sunday morning feel good. You're never going to be fulfilled. And you're going to be miserable. And you're going to make all the rest of us miserable too. And we want to minister to you as long as you need to heal but when you get healed, it's time for you to step in and say, I want to be part of that number two group. I want, to be, I want to be part of that working group because this is the proper situation. I realize God has classified me here to the place that I need to be. Let me show it to you a little bit deeper right here in this, these next uh, definitions. To be the property of a person or a thing, to be attached or bound by birth, allegiance, or dependency. To be a member of a club or group or part of something else. That word dependency right there. Kind of right, that number two right there. Kind of, you, you kind of pull all that together with the dependency because I'm seeing, I'm seeing a dependency this way and a dependency this way. It's like it's going back and forth both ways. There's a dependency. I'm dependent and then also you're dependent. You see, I'm dependent upon Church 2911. This is the place where I get my fellowship. This is the place where I've got people here that I know will pray with me when I've got needs. And this is a place I am dependent on. I, I need you. But also I understand Church 2911 is dependent on me. It, it, it's, it, it, it is dependent upon me for the thing. Because if I don't, if I don't, then who will? You see, and, and that's the thing is what, you know, if I don't today, I mean, if you're placed this afternoon, you know, if you're placed today in, in the second services, you're supposed to be, uh, I'll just go ahead and, and bless Kristen for a moment right here. See, if your place is that you're supposed to be keeping the nursery in the second service, guess what? When you don't fill your place, somebody else who's already working twice as hard is having to fill that place. We're dependent on you. Understand, there's a codependency right here that needs to be working. Why? Because I belong. And look at the, la the last one there. It's to be an attribute, a part, an adjunct, or function of a part. I'm an attribute. Because I belong to Church 2911, I'm an attribute. I'm a feature. You ever think about that? I am a feature of Church 2911 because this is where I belong. I'm a feature. When people come in, I mean, yeah, obviously I'm the pastor. I'm a feature. And Jamie's a feature because she's up here leading the praise and worship. And JC and Jamie, they're a feature because they're our student pastors, you know, and they're, they're features. But every single person that is a part, that belongs to Church 2911, you're a feature. You know what a feature is? A feature is an asset. Well, I guess a feature could also be a liability. But you're an asset. That's what you are. It, when you belong somewhere, you're, you're a feature of that thing, and you're an asset of that thing. So I want, I want you to turn all these things that I've been saying right here, and all these things that, that sound like negative, you know, because I know, I know how you guys are. I know, you know. This sounds like, man, it's just being negative. I want you to turn that around and understand what we're talking about here. We're talking about the fact that God wants to use you to do something awesome. And you are a feature. You're an asset to the kingdom. And, and when God uses you, people are blessed. 
People become, uh, become uh, uh, Christians. People, people come to know the Lord Jesus Christ. They don't do that. They don't do that with people who are just sitting around and watching. And, and, and I, I, I just got to just say it this way. We are not about, we don't, we're not about building a church where people can come in on Sunday morning and just do the feel good. We're about finding people who want to make a difference in their communities, who want to have an impact even in their own families, who want to grow in their own selves and, and fulfill every single thing that God has given them. And so that's why you, you're not going to be happy around here if you just want to feel good. So I challenge you. Become an asset. Okay, walk with me here, okay? This, this, this is kind of straightforward here today, but walk with me here just a minute. But because I'm an asset or because I belong, there are three things that I do, and one of them is I give my tithes. 10% of my income, I give to that. Because you know what? It takes money to operate everything we do around here. Uh, I think we might have had the heat on earlier, and I hope we got the air on now because I got hot. You know what? It takes money. How many of y'all have to pay a light bill at your house? You know what? Guess what? We have to pay one here, too. They don't, we don't get it free, <laughs> you know? I'll, you know, and, and I've said this a lot of times, uh, pastoring other churches. I don't know if I've said it a whole lot here, but, uh, but I've said this a whole lot of times. Is there's, there are a lot of people that pay their tithes, you know, just when they show up. It's kind of like an admission thing, and I'll pay my tithes because I'm here today, but they, if I'm not here next week, I don't pay my tithes. But sometimes I, I like to remind them that, hey, you know, last week when you weren't here, we air-conditioned your spot there on the, on the chair because we didn't know if you'd be here or not. So help us with that, okay? You know, just understand that it costs money to do that. It costs money for the, for the materials and for the things that we have downstairs. It costs money for the, the repairs and the remodeling that's been done around here. It costs money for the equipment and those kinds of things. And so because I belong, I understand that I have a responsibility. And so I tithe. And also I use my talents for God. I use my talents. And where do I use them? I use them here because this is the place I belong. Now I may use them other places. Somebody calls me, man, you know, I'm not saying, look, no, I'm just pastor church 2911. I, I, we're, we're ready to go minister anywhere we get, we get the opportunity to minister, but because this is where I belong, this is the primary place I use my talents. And, and, and every one of you have talents. I, I know you, when you think of talents, you think of playing an instrument and those kinds of things, but every one of you has some kind of talent, something that you can do that other people look at you and say, man, I wish I could do that. All of us have talents. Some of you have carpentry talents. Some of you have uh, those, kinds, those kinds of talents, like carpentry and, and electrician, and, and, uh, and thank God for that. You know, Scott, I appreciate that. You know, those kind, we all have talents and things that we can do for God. And the third thing is we give our time or we give our effort. So it's, it's tithe, talent, and time. We give our effort. Anything worth having is worth working for. And anything that isn't worth working for isn't worth having. If you're not willing to work for an awesome church, then your church won't be worth having. I don't want to attend a church where people don't want to work for it because it won't be worth attending. People that just want to, you know, uh, praise team members that just want to show up and sing whatever comes to mind, you know, we'll just figure it out, you know, let's kind of jam this morning and see if anything happens. I don't want to go to that church. A youth pastor just kind of shows up on Wednesday night and hadn't talked to the kids all week long and doesn't have an idea if he's got a devotion, sermon, or anything. That I, I, I don't want to send my teens to that church. I don't want to be a part of a church where people don't want to work for the church. It won't be worth attending. I don't want to go to a church where a pastor doesn't have a sermon on a Sunday morning. 
He just maybe got some thoughts I, I just share with you. That he hasn't been praying, he hasn't been asking God. Anything worth having is worth working for. And anything that isn't worth working for is not worth having. So today, understand, when I belong, I do those three things. All right, now we're flipping this over here, okay? It's going to get better, all right? Thank you for hanging in here with me. I was thinking about this yesterday. I thought, you know, when I get to this point in the message, there'll be some people listening to this on podcast that will have already turned me off. So they'll miss the good part. And I hope you haven't gone to sleep and you're still with me right here. You hadn't gotten mad. I hadn't offended you if uh, you were the miser in the crowd or the lazy one or whatever. I hope I hadn't offended you yet. I hope you're still with me because this, this is about to get good. And let me show it to you right here in Scripture today. 1 Timothy chapter 6. Paul is writing to Timothy. Paul, that same guy, you remember a minute ago? He says, command, command. He, did, he said, don't ask, don't suggest. He said, here's a command. This is a requirement. He says, command them. Command those who are rich in this present world. Those who are rich in this present world. Those who are rich in this present world. Okay, you misers, any of y'all? I know, don't raise your hand. And those who are rich in this present world, command them not to put their hope in wealth. Don't put your hope in wealth. And you, say, you know what? We all do that. Now, if you don't have any wealth, I guess you can't put your hope in your wealth. But don't think about money. Think about what else you are, uh, you are wealthy in. We all put our hope in whatever it is that we know how to do or whatever it ha- is that we have. If we know how to do a specific job out there in the community and, re- and that's how we make a lot of money or, or, or we know how to just be a good neighbor or those kinds of things, those are the things we hope in. You know, if, if I know how to always find a job to make an extra $100, you know, those are the kinds of things we hope in. And he's saying don't put your hope in those things, whatever it is you're wealthy in. It doesn't have to just be money. Whatever you're wealthy in, don't put your hope in those things because it's uncertain. But put your hope in God. Why? Because he richly provides us with everything for... Did you see that? Look at these last two words. He wants you to have a good life, doesn't he? He he wants to provide for you richly. Okay, we start up there with the word rich, command those who are rich. And then we get down here and it says, God wants to provide for us richly for our enjoyment. Everything that we need for our enjoyment. He wants us to have a good life. God's not saying, hey, give me, give me, give me, give me, give me. God's saying, hey, let's come together. Let's have a covenant in this thing. Let's come together and let's see, let's, let's see what we can do together in your life. Because it ain't working your way. And God says, come and let me show you. And so here's the thing that he tells us. He says, don't put your hope in any of those things that you know how to do, but put your hope in me. Because I want to provide for you richly everything, even the things you need for your enjoyment. That's who God is. God's not a mean, a mean God who's just warning you to do and, and get in line with him. God is wanting you to have a great life. And even though you can't make it about you, to God, it's always about you. Every single thing that he did has always been about you. So because of this, because of all these things, command them to do good, be rich in good deeds, be generous and be willing to share. It's because of all this, I got some promises. I've got a covenant. Because I belong to God. Because I belong to his church. Because we're codependent on one another. I've I've got some great promises. Malachi chapter 3. And I know a lot of times, uh, Malachi chapter 3, 
verse 10. A lot of times people read this scripture right here and they say, oh man, he's going to talk about tithing again. I've already talked about tithing a little bit. And maybe I don't need to talk about it too much more, but I do want to say this. You know, if you can't bring, here's the crux of the matter to me. If you can't bring yourself to pay tithes to Church 2911, go find you a church that you feel so awesome about. You say, I have to fund what God is doing through this church. Go find a pastor that's got a, got a passion that you agree with. Say, I've got, I've got to be behind this thing that God is doing through this pastor. Go find a church with a youth ministry and a kids ministry that, that, that you're connecting with. that says, I've got to do what is necessary to fund this thing, and, and so I'm going to pay my tithes there. And if we look at this, we say, oh, oh, that's the one about tithing. But we're flipping this right here. Catch it right here with me. Here, here's the awesome part, okay? He says, bring, bring the whole tithe in the storehouse that there may be food in my house. This has sounded real negative up to this point, and that still sounds negative to you, especially if you're a miser, especially if you're lazy, especially if it's all about you. But if you see this thing as I belong, and I've got a codependency, and, and because I, I belong to God, I trust in God, I've got, got some big, awesome things, he, God says, test me in this, says the Lord Almighty, and see if I will not throw open, the, I'm sorry, I skipped uh, that part up there, it says that there may be food in my house, test me in this, says the Lord Almighty, and see if I will not throw open the floodgates of heaven and pour out so much blessing that you will not have room enough for it. And, he says, I'll prevent pests from devouring your crops, and the vines in your field will not cast their fruit, says the Lord Almighty. And then all nations will call you blessed, for yours will be a delightful land, says the Lord Almighty. Okay, what did he ask us to do? Bring your tithes to the storehouse. You know what he said he would do with that? He, he asked us to do one thing. You know what he said? He said four things he would do because of that. He said, when you bring the tithes in the storehouse, I'm going to provide food for my house. There is food here today. The bread that you are receiving today from this word and from the, from the, from the prayers and from the, from the worship that your kids are receiving, if you've got kids in kids' church, that's the food that's in the house. Your family's being provided for because somebody paid tithes last week. Your family's being provided. And you're being blessed today because somebody paid. So this is what God says. He said, bring the tithes so there'll be food in my house because it costs something to bring this. Listen, salvation is free, but if you want anything on top of that, it's going to cost something. But it's worth it because he says, I'll provide food for my house. And it, but then secondly, he says, I will throw open windows of abundant, innumerable blessings into your life. Immeasurable blessings, things that you can't even count. It's going to be so much that you will not be able to, to, to hold it in your hands. I like that. I like how God says those kinds of things. Like when he, when he spoke through David, when David was, was writing that psalm that we're all familiar with, and he says, my cup runneth over. That God fills us in that way, that God's a God of abundance. And why would God give us more than we can hold? You know, why would God give us more than we can hold? Not because he's a wasteful God, but what he does is then all those around us, I mean, when God's filling up, think about a coffee cup, you know, and somebody's pouring in the coffee. Now, all the way from heaven, he's pouring coffee into your coffee cup. You know, what's going to happen when it gets full? Man, it's going to be splashing out on everybody around them. And that's what God wants to do. God says, I want to give you, if, if you will covenant with me in this thing, God says, I want to give you so many blessings that's going to splash out on everybody around you. It's going to splash into your marriage. It's going to splash into your spouse's life. It's going to splash into your kids. It's going to splash into your, your coworkers and your friends and the people you go to school with. It's going to splash on all of them. This is what God says, I want to do. I want to give you so much blessing. The people around you are going to be blessed as well. And he says, I'll rebuke the devourer. Has the devourer been at your house too? You know, you, 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 get, you get a couple hundred dollars put back and then all of a sudden, boom, 
You know, you find out that the alignment's been out on your, on your vehicle for the past six months and your tires are all worn out, boom. You got to find some money to put with that $200 just to buy new tires. To devour them into your house, you know what God said he would do? He said, covenant with me. I will rebuke the devourer. He will rebuke the devourer. He will tell the devourer, stop right here. No more. Quit. He will rebuke the devourer. He'll say, leave, leave the property of this family alone. God will rebuke the devourer. I need the, I, I need the devourer rebuked in my family. God said, I will do that when you covenant with me. And then he says, all nations will call you blessed. You, you will be so obviously blessed. You will be called blessed. People look at you and say, man, there's something different about them, them people. Those people are blessed. There, there's, something, there's something different, something special is happening. They're blessed. He called them blessed. Those four things right there. Provide food, open the floodgates of immeasurable blessings. He will rebuke the devourer. And you will be celebrated. People around you will call you blessed. Because I covenant with God. Because I covenant with him. And here's the covenant. It's really simple. It's really easy. My tithe and his blessing. Now look at the size of those two things. My 10% and his immeasurable blessings. That's what God says I want to do in your life. But, but uh, until you connect in this way of saying, wait a minute, I belong. I've got some responsibility. I've got some duty. I've got some things I've got to do. Until you connect in that way and accept the place that God has put you. And listen, if this isn't it, go find that place. Understand what I'm saying is, is you need to be in a place where you can feel good about connecting and doing those things of your, your tithe and your talent and your time. Because that's, what, that's what's going to impact these areas in your life and, and be able to bring that kind of blessing and that kind of, that kind of food and, and spiritual nourishment into your home. That kind of immeasurable blessing, that rebuking of the devourer where people will celebrate you as blessed. It is my tithe, 10%, and his immeasurable blessing. Accept that today. You know, I said, I said a, long, a long time ago, and I guess I probably heard some people say this before I said it, but uh, the church doesn't need our money. I didn't pay my tithes a few moments ago because the church needs my money. God can take care of things without me and you, but he chooses to use us. Oh, how many stories you want? I can, give them, I can give you so many of them right now. The one that comes to my mind that I want to share with you is, is uh, our, our, I've seen this happen over and over and over again. We, we had a big event coming up in our church. It was, actually, it was actually an evangelistic event. Some things that we were believing God to, 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 to bring new families to know Jesus Christ during this time. And you know what happened right before that? You know, it was an expensive event. This was... Uh, this is probably 12 years ago. And this event was about, about $6,000 what it cost to pull off 12 years ago. So, you know, adjust that for inflation. You say, that, that's a pretty big, pretty big deal. And guess what happened just a few weeks before this event? The biggest contributor in our church, the biggest contributor in our church walked out and left. And, and, and 
You know what the human side of you does? The human side of you wants to go and beg and plead and say, please don't, we've got this big event, you've got to help us with that. But at the same time, you know what God did? God sent someone else into our church about that same time. And the guy came to me, this new guy came to me, and he said, he said, uh, he said I want to help with this thing. He says, what's the budget of it? And I told him, I said, well, it's, it's pretty big and da-da-da-da. And he wrote a check and handed it to me and paid for it right then. You see, God doesn't need my money. He's got money all kinds of places. I, I'm not asking you to partner with his church because we need your money. I, I'm asking you to partner with the church that God has put you in, if it's this one or if it's somewhere else. Partner with that church because you need, you need to do what God has called you to do. You need to accept the call that God has given into your life. You need to accept the challenge of what he's called you to do and do it with your tithe, with your talent, and with your time. Go do it. And you know, I, I, and I say this humbly, and I, 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 really, I seriously mean this. Some people say, Pastor, this is, this is really dangerous. It's like you, you're inviting people to go find another church they don't like. Yeah. If you don't like this one, go find another church. We know we're not for everybody. We know that. You need to be at the place where you fit. And then you need to jump in with both feet and everything you got because your marriages are at stake. Yeah, they are. It's under attack, isn't it? Your kids are at stake. Those of you who have kids or grandkids, they're under attack. You need to find the place where you can jump in wholeheartedly and connect, and connect with the church and commit to God and covenant with him and say, this is where I've got to be. And God, I need you to bring me all of these blessings into my life so that we can be whole again and we can be protected. Stand with me, if you will. Would you come join me in the front? Let's close in prayer. Church 2911 is in, a, uh, in an awesome place right now. You know, I, I don't know if you're looking around seeing a lot of new faces. It's an awesome place. I was reading an article just the other day, though, that said, uh, that it said the dangers of explosive growth. I said, I got to read that. Because <laughs> I, I was just looking at numbers just uh, from uh, early, the early summer, and we were like in the 130s. And, you know, that was our averages, and so now we're well over, I mean, we're like thinking about 170, something like that. It's just our average for the past month or two. It's, you know, that's, that's, that's pretty explosive growth, and like I said, last week we had 195. If the second service is as good as this service is, it's going to be even more than that. We're in a great, awesome place. But here's the, th here's the thing I know, is we've got to have some people step in and step up right now. We're going to have some people that there, there, there are some of you, and listen, if you think 2911 is the place you need to be, you need, then you need to be here tonight at 4 o'clock, an hour and a half, I promise you. We will dismiss by 4, 5.30. You need to be here, and you need to hear everything we're about. You need to make a decision.
if this is not it, you need to go find that place. And we'll help you. If you're really looking for the places, just so you can get to feel good on Sunday morning, there's a hundred. You passed probably two dozen of those on your way to this one. That's not who we are. We have a vision to reach the unchurched in our community. And we don't do that sitting for the feel good on Sunday morning. That's why we're not about that. We want everybody to be equipped. We want everybody to be trained. We want everybody to be anointed. And we want to get out of those doors. And we want to find the next people, the next family, the next person that needs to be reached for Jesus Christ. We're in an awesome place. But we're in a scary place, too. Y'all, y'all, y'all ever heard that term of good, good problem? Got, got, got seating problems. That's a good problem to have. You know who says that, don't you? People that don't have that problem. Because the word problem, somebody said that the other night, said that's an oxymoron, good problem. I mean, I, I guess it's a better problem than a lot of others, but that's a, that's a good problem. We do, but we do have a, a, a need right here, and we got to make a decision. You know what I need? I'm, listen, don't ask me or I'll tell you. I am very open. Let me tell you what I need. I need some men. I need some men to be praying with me right now. I need some ladies to be praying with me right now. I don't, I don't, I don't want to put more there on the men, but I do want to say I need some men to be praying with me right now. We've got to make some decisions. We don't have room for what God's doing for us right now. We've got to make some decisions to do something soon. You know? And, and I need some men praying for me, but I, need, I, need some, I don't need some men who are praying for me from out without. I need some men who are standing by our side and praying for us for what. I need some ladies praying for me. We, we need some people to connect and say, this, this is where I'm supposed to be. Because here, here's the thing. I was telling the staff just last staff meeting, I said one of the things we've got to do is we've got to solidify the base of Church 2911. We've got a lot of new people that come in. We've got to find out how many of those people are in the base. You need to get in the base. We need you. We need you to be part of the base. We need you to be praying. We need you to be... And, and look, if you're, you're here and you're healing, that's fine. Heal as long as you need to heal. But if you're not healing, then I'm talking to you right now. Is we need some people to jump in and help us get in this place. Because we've got some decisions to make. We've got some things to do. We've got, some, we've, got, we've got more people out there to reach than we've reached. It is an amazing thing what God has done in 2911 in the past two and a half years. And I want to see the rest of it. Anybody else? I want to see the rest of it. I'm excited. I'm ex- I'm excited to come and see what new faces are going to be here on Sunday morning. Jump in here with us. Make a decision. Make a decision. This is it. I want to be here. You count on me. In three areas. Always can listen. You're not going to be happy at 2911 if you're not willing to do these three things. Contribute your tithes. You're not going to be happy because you're going to get tired of hearing me say that. Uh, use your talents and give your efforts and time. You're not going to be happy here if you don't do those three things because you're going to get tired of hearing me say that. Make that decision. Jump in here with us. I want to lead you in a closing prayer. Jamie's going to lead us in a final song. Don't start singing until you finish praying. But I want, I want us to commit right now. And if 2911 is not, if 2911 is not a place where you can pay tithes, 2911 is not a place you can use your talent, 2911 is not a place that you can give your efforts and your time, then I, I, want, to, I want you to pray right now, God, show me where that needs to, where that is. I want, you, I want you right now to just, just, just pray with me and, and, and commit to God that, God, I'll do this. God, when, Lord, show me if this is the place that, or if it's another place. I want you to commit to God right now. God, I'm ready. Lord, come on. Just, just commit that to